Welcome back to another holiday episode of the What We're Watching podcast. I'm Megan. And I'm Jenny. And today we're talking about the holiday. Yay! I love this movie. I had never seen this movie. (gasps) Wait, really? No, I know. I had never seen it. I love it, though. It is now immediately, like, I I can't even speak. 20 minutes in, I was like, this is one of my favorite movies ever. (gasps) Love it. That makes me so happy to hear. Okay, so you weren't, like, in on the hype, I guess. No, I completely missed it. I, like, knew that everybody loved this movie, but I had never seen it. I, like, knew the premise of it, too. I just, I don't know why I never watched it, but now I'm so glad I have. Oh, this will be so fun to, like, get to hear it from your perspective, watching it for the first time. I know, I'm so excited. Again, like, 20 minutes in, probably, when it gets going, I was just like, I love this movie. I'm obsessed with this movie. I can't wait to talk about it because... I, like, I've never gotten to talk about it before, so I'm excited. What is it? Do you think it's, like, the vibes? It just is, like, an old rom-com. Back when we were getting a lot of really good rom-coms, it just, like, made me happy. I don't know. I do have some advice for anybody who wants to watch or re-watch this this year. Please do not watch it with a man. (laughs) (laughs) Don't watch it with a man. Don't. I told Robert, my boyfriend, I said, hey, do you want to watch a cute Christmas movie with me? Because I had just set up the Christmas tree and I was really excited. And I was like, and it has Jack Black in it and he loves Jack Black. (laughs) So I thought, oh, it's perfect. I remembered it being like really cute. We watch it and he was making fun of it the entire time. Okay. This tracks because Brian sat down for the last probably 15 minutes also loves Jack Black and was like, oh my god, everybody's in this movie. Jack Black's in this movie. I love him. And then proceeded to talk through and, yes, like, make fun of and totally shit on it for the entire whole ending. And I was like, you're ruining my experience here, sir. Get out. Yeah. It kind of ruined it a little bit because I was like, I know it's a cheesy movie. It's supposed to be, you know? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Don't watch it with a man. That's my advice. That's good advice. Okay, so the logline of this movie is... Dumped and depressed, English Iris, that's such a tongue twister, English Iris, oh my gosh, English (laughs) Iris, (laughs) agrees to swap homes with similarly unlucky in love Californian Amanda for a much needed break. Iris finds herself in a Hollywood mansion while Amanda navigates a picture perfect English village. Soon enough, both lovelorn ladies bump into local lads perfect for a romantic pick-me-up. Local lads, yes. They are lads. Yes. They are. I love Jude Law. Really? I don't know anything about him as a person, so maybe you're about to just completely stomp on that for me, but <laughs> I just like him. I think he's so cute. Like, if I had to pick a celebrity crush right now, the day after watching The Holiday, I would say him for sure. Oh, that's really sweet. Yeah. Yeah, he's great in this movie. His character is just very lovable. Mm-hmm. Although, I think in this movie, Jack Black is my favorite. Really? Yeah. I wanted more Jack Black. Actually, that was Robert's main criticism. He was like, where is Jack Black? I was promised him. (laughs) And he doesn't really (laughs) show up until the end of the movie. Like, he's in it throughout, but just really tiny moments. That's true. That was one of the biggest things I noticed actually watching because I went into it with the expectation that both new relationships were going to be, like, on equal footing, you know? Like, I thought we were going to be becoming obsessed with the Jude Law Cameron Diaz as we're becoming obsessed with the Kate Winslet Jack Black but like you said they don't that relationship doesn't even start to develop until almost the end of the movie so like they're not in the same place at the same time yeah I really felt like they spent almost too much time with Cameron Diaz and Jude Law I was like Kate Winslet's story is a little more interesting I don't know yeah Yeah, I found myself wanting more from the other half. And we got it just in different ways, I think. Like, and we'll get into this, but we see it more in her relationship with her neighbor and her kind of like finding herself, which I think was the point, like finding herself without a man before she got back into a relationship. Whereas like Cameron Diaz's like, quote, character flaw was like pushing people away. And so it kind of makes sense that the, like, antithesis of what they both had been doing just were different because they were different people. And so then that relationship kind of came in at different times. But it was not what I was expecting. Mm. When you put it that way, it actually makes me appreciate how they did it more. I like that. Good. Me too. Should talk about the background a little bit? Yeah. This movie was written, produced, and directed by Nancy Myers, And I didn't know who she was, but she also directed The Parent Trap with Lindsay Lohan. And she wrote father of the bride and produced that too which i've never seen (gasps) 
<gasps> we have to do that. Okay, we will okay. do it next year. I love Father of the Bride. It is one of my favorite movies, and I actually watched it with Brian, and it did not. It went better than this one. So okay, yeah. And I I love both of those movies. It makes me understand the TikTok trend that's happening right now of like, if my life were a Nancy Myers movie. I don't know if you've seen that, or like if no. my life was written by Nancy Myers, and I didn't get it. But knowing that she wrote and directed this movie, The Parent Trap and Father of the Bride, I get it now. Oh, I didn't even know that was a TikTok trend, but that's kind of cool because you never really see the writer or producer or director even really like highlighted. Totally. They filmed this movie in California and England. I love when they actually go to the locations where it's supposed to be filmed. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. We're not repeating the same studio that we have in like the last four (laughs) episodes, I feel like. Right, because we finally switched to a movie instead of a TV show. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And then what did you think of the music for this movie? I loved the music. Loved. Like, I think the intro, especially, like, it's playing in my head right now. I can, like, picture it perfectly, but that is, Mm -hmm. like, an iconic song. Totally. I didn't know this, but Hans Zimmer did the film score. Do you know who that is? Yes. I had no idea. This seems like such an, like, out-of-pocket movie for him to do. Yeah, kind of, because, like, he's done Interstellar, Inception, Dune, The Lion King from 1994, and Pirates of the Caribbean, and just, like, a ton of other things. So I kind of was surprised that he did a (laughs) rom-com, you know? I know, yeah. I feel like a lot of his other movies are, like, very big, very cinematic, and, like, not the same as this, like, holiday rom-com. So it's interesting. Yeah. Should we get into the cast? Yes! Kate Winslet. I love her in this. I thought she did such a good job and I totally wanted to see more of her. Yeah, she was so lovable, like just so Mm -hmm. sweet and wholesome. I think that's why I love this movie is I love her character. Mm -hmm. Me too. What is it about? I feel like we we got this in a lot of the older rom-coms, like the 90s, 2000s rom-coms is there's always writers, like there's always always like newspaper writers involved or like (laughs) authors. (laughs) which i love obviously like totally glamorizes the journalism profession (laughs) a hundred percent i guess nancy myers wrote iris with her in mind which i think is interesting because i don't think she had been in any rom-coms before this like she was mostly in like period dramas yep that's what i was about to say i feel like she was in a lot of period pieces that's interesting i didn't realize this was like one of the first, but you're t- you're definitely right. It definitely was. And she's perfect for it. She's perfect. And she said she was really nervous about being in a rom-com because she was Aww. like, what if I'm not funny enough? <laughs> oh, that's valid. I actually never would have thought about that because people, I feel like rom-coms get a bad rap, at least just like in pop culture, because they're like, quote, girly or like, they can be kind of cheesy, like we said. And, you know, men usually don't like them there. And I, not to like get on my soapbox, but I feel like a lot of times with like reality TV being called trash TV or like rom-coms being called like cheesy and stupid. I just feel like women's cute little interests like don't get the same attention. <laughs> and so I didn't, I never thought that like an actor or actress might actually be intimidated to do one, but I would be intimidated if you put me in a comedy of any kind. So I get that. I wonder if it's almost like more intimidating because you're like, I have to make the rom-com good like it's up to me whether it turns out good or not you know Mm -hmm. I don't know yeah totally I feel like this was maybe Elizabeth Banks but maybe that's not right I heard some some actress in an interview say something similar that like not that dramatic acting is easy but dramatic acting is much more straightforward and then being in a comedy can be really intimidating because you have to get the timing right and the facial expressions right and like the physicality and all of it has to line up as opposed to dramatic acting you can like take a more serious stance but who more like who better to be an acting partner with than jack black in this right he probably made it just like so nice and like easy because he's just chill i don't know and he is so funny and he i feel like a lot of his background before this probably was in comedies so Mm -hmm. i feel like that's a nice balance yeah this is a fun fact but kate winslet actually dated rufus sewell who plays jasper her ex-boyfriend She dated him in real life about 10 years before the movie. That is so long before. I know. Like, how old are they? I'm sorry. I don't know how old they are. Should we look it up? Yeah, hold on. I'll I'll check really quick. Do you know when this movie was filmed? 2006. She was born in 75. She was still really young in the 90s then. Yeah. 
So they dated really young, like teenagers. Really? Maybe like early 20s if they're rounding. Yeah, because she would have been like 20, early 20s when they filmed this, which I feel like I would have pegged her like 30, at least. Yeah, wait, this isn't making sense to me, but huh, yeah, I guess they dated for like a couple months and she was just happy that he got the role and it was just like a friendly thing. They weren't upset with each other or anything. I actually love that because in the movie you see this like very friendly, just sort of like, what's the word? You can tell they just like have a friendly background, the characters do, or at least a history, a long Mm -hmm. history. And so it was cool that the actors actually had that too. I'm sure that helped. Yeah, like it was real chemistry. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Mm, I love that. Okay, Cameron Diaz. I think she crushed this movie. Me too. I love her. I miss rom-com Cameron Diaz. I want her back. What has she been up to lately? I don't even know. I think she's very into like the health and wellness space, but I don't think she's acted in a long time. So I know she wrote a book about like nutrition or something. I know which one you're talking about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I haven't seen her in stuff for a long time. Me neither. But this was like her rom-com era. Mm-hmm. And so the role of Amanda was also written with her in mind. This is a theme mm-hmm. of this episode. Nancy Myers just knew who she was writing for, and I guess she could get whoever she wants on the movie, so. Yeah, that's actually awesome that she wrote it for both of them, and then they actually came on the project. Love that. Yeah. Also, how come I completely forgot that she's Princess Fiona from (laughs) Shrek? (laughs) I always forget that. I was like, wait a second. I remember she was iconic as Princess Fiona, but I always forget. Mm Mm-hmm. She's been married to Benji Madden since 2015, and they have one daughter. Wow. I know. And Benji Madden is, I don't really know who he is, but he's Joel Madden's brother. Okay. Yeah, I don't know who he is, but I feel like we've run into so many couples in the last few episodes that have been together for a really long time. I love it. And it's always the ones that I didn't expect. Like, I don't hear about their relationship ever. Right, which I think is... I kind of respect that. Yeah, part of it, I'm sure, because they're just not out in the out in the public and, like, having a bunch of stuff written about them. I love it. Or I feel like it's because one of the people isn't famous or is not very famous. Yeah, that's fair. Which I think helps. Yeah. And then this is, like, a really cute fun fact. Cameron Diaz has her own wine company now called Aveline. I think that's how you pronounce it. Cool. And... As we're recording this, tomorrow they're doing a screening of the holiday and having like a watch along. <laughs> Aww. I just think that's really cute that like Cameron Diaz has had her brand like embrace this movie that she was in. Also a movie where we see her drinking a lot of wine. So it's kind of cute. Mm-hmm. That is very cute. And then there's like a little watch along guide on their website for watching the holiday and like what wines to pair it with. That's really cute. Oh, I love that. That's so cool. Especially she's been in so many movies and so many rom-coms. So it's cool that they've they've like pulled this one out. That makes me feel like she liked it and she probably had a good experience. And people love this movie. Like it is just such a holiday classic, I think. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about your man of the moment, Jude Law. I love him. I just think he's <laughs> so cute. And also I love him because he plays Dumbledore in the new Fantastic Beasts movies. Yeah. Like young Dumbledore. And he's really good in that too. So he is the perfect casting for young Dumbledore. Mm -hmm. Perfect. Agree. I didn't know this, but Robert Downey Jr. actually auditioned for Graham. I could see that, like a young Robert Downey Jr. I could see it. Mm. You're like, no, Jude Law. It just would be so different. No, it's not for me (laughs) because I love Jude Law. I just think like Robert Downey Jr. has like a much rougher edge. Yeah. So I just think that the character would be different. Because I'm picturing like Iron Man. But like Jude Law, mm-hmm. like, you know, he needs to cry in this movie and he needs to be soft and like a girl dad. So, yeah, Jude Law was perfect. Mm-hmm. I think he was nervous to be in a rom-com, too. I don't think he had been in one before. No, I don't think he had. He had done a lot of dramatic stuff. And I read that he they like had to encourage him to smile more <laughs> throughout and like bring a little bit more levity to the role because of like him being a dad and all of that. So I think, yeah, this was I think his first rom-com so he was like primed for the drama of it like he was gonna be like the really serious dad yeah i feel like i read also that nancy myers was maybe hesitant to cast him because of that because he had only done like really dramatic stuff and obviously the rest of the cast 
I guess Cameron Diaz had done a bunch of rom-coms. Jack Black obviously is very funny. So, yeah, I think she was worried about him being a little too serious. Mm, well, he crushed it. He did good with whatever notes he was given. Mm-hmm. Agreed. He has seven kids. I did not know he had any kids. He has seven kids with four different women. Literally never would have guessed. That's so <laughs> many children. That's so many. I know. And the character Iris was named after his daughter. So Iris Law is actually, I want to say she's like 23 right now. Wow. And when I Google Jude Law, the first thing in the news that comes up is Iris Law. So I think she's like up and coming. Oh, that's very exciting. Yeah. I can't wait for that. Also, what a badass name. I love that name for her. I like the name Iris. I think it's cute. Iris Law. Yeah. It's a good one. Wow. Seven kids. I'm going to be thinking about that for a while. (laughs) That sounds messy. Mm-hmm. And then we have Jack Black. Sweet Jack Black. I have to admit, he was not for me in this movie. Really? <laughs> really? Okay, yeah. tell me Tell me why. Or maybe I just wish we saw them more, because, like, I was so bought in to the Cameron Diaz-Jude Law story of, like, they're so great together, and, like, I bought the romance completely, and I just, like, didn't buy it for the other two. Which I totally think is just because they left it to the end of the movie. Mm -hmm. But it just like, I don't know. He was just like so goofy, (laughs) which I know was the point and like also what I would like in real life. But I don't know. It just like it was just like a little it was like a silly pairing to me. And maybe that's because I know he's Jack Black and I like Jack Black is so silly Mm -hmm. that like I just couldn't take it seriously. I don't know. Isn't it interesting, though, that he's kind of like the most realistic love interest in a rom-com? He is the guy that women fall for. Like, he is the Mm -hmm. one. He is the guy that we all know and love. So I just think it's interesting. A hundred percent, yes. Yeah, he's like the reliable best friend that actually shows up, which is like what they were portraying. Yeah. I think it maybe it just goes to show like how conditioned we are to see the more emotionally up and down relationship or like the more of the games and be like oh wow (laughs) I like so embodied into that whereas when we see like the normal friendship development we're just like eh or at least I was so I don't know I don't think you're alone in that opinion I feel like people probably agree with you but I loved him in this role I thought he was great he's so funny and cute Mm -hmm. the role was actually written for him too which is just crazy. But Nancy Myers saw School of Rock and she was like, somehow, oh, lead of a rom-com. <laughs> <laughs> the vision that she had for these three, like pulling Jack Black from School of Rock, pulling Kate Winslet from her period pieces into this is like so wild. It makes me so happy for her that she just like, she got them all, it seems like. Yeah. How did her brain, like, connect all of them if she was writing the parts for them? That's just weird. Yeah. But awesome. Jimmy Fallon originally auditioned for Miles, which I could see. I could totally see that, 100%. Did you ever see the movie with him and Drew Barrymore? It's like a baseball-themed rom-com. No, I don't even know what you're talking about. It's actually really good. I think it's the, the first and maybe even the only, one of the only movies that Jimmy did after SNL. So he's super young. Uh I think it's how he met his wife too, because Jimmy Fallon's wife is Drew Barrymore's producing partner and like longtime best friend. And Jimmy Fallon and Drew were the two leads of this rom-com and she was on set. So I think that's how they met. It's actually a really cute movie. So I have seen him in the rom-com role before, so I could totally see this. That makes a lot of sense. Also, I don't know if you've seen on TikTok, but people talk about how young Jimmy Fallon was such a heartthrob. (laughs) Yeah. Have you seen pictures of him? Yeah, they're kind of right. So I could see it. Yeah. So I guess Jack Black was pretty nervous. Also, this is a theme about being in a rom-com. But when he heard that he would be playing the part opposite Kate Winslet, he was like, okay, I'm in. Totally. Which, fair. Yeah. I kind of love that Nancy Myers is just like puppet master here and just like is like, I don't care if you're nervous. I want all of you. This You can do it. I imagined you here. You're going to do great. And then that was true. Yeah. You have to think that like somewhere someone is like, hey, it's a rom-com. It's not that serious. Mm-hmm. You'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. But I could see why he was nervous because like he hadn't been in a role like that before and he didn't really like see himself as a romantic lead, you know? 
Yeah, totally. And then speaking of like long-term celebrity couples, he's been married to his wife, Tanya Hayden, since 2006, which is when this movie came out. That is so long. I know. Good for him, right? I love that. Yeah, that makes me so happy. Do they have kids? Do you know? I want to say they have like one or two kids. Yeah. Okay. Just curious. And then I know Jack Black has a band called Tenacious D. Wait, I did not know that, but I've definitely heard I've definitely heard that before because I've heard of the band. Yeah, yeah, and Robert really likes it. That's what he was I think he was expecting a little more tenacious D in this rom com. Mm. <laughs> I was like, no. Not the place. Not that kind of movie. <laughs> yeah. Okay, should we get into the movie recap? Yeah, let's do it. First I didn't even ask you, when did you originally watch this? Like have you been a fan of it forever and ever? Oh yeah, as a kid. Okay. As a kid, totally. My mom and I used to watch it all the time. And I actually hadn't watched it in many, many years. So I forgot a lot of stuff that happened and I was excited to rewatch it. And of course it was like a little ruined by watching it with someone who wasn't receptive to the movie. Although I think it would be like so fun to get his perspective on the movie because he just had so many hilarious things to say about it. But I would be curious what my untainted opinion would have been watching it back after years of not seeing it because it's a really nostalgic movie for me. Yeah, that would give it a totally different feel. I am going to watch this every year so we can watch it together next year and you can have a fresh take. Yeah, we'll do a watch party with Cameron Diaz's wine company. Yeah, we'll watch along with them. (laughs) So we open on Iris's voiceover about love. This is Kate Winslet. And we see like a montage of some of like the other characters in the movie, like Miles, who's Jack Black and his girlfriend. We see Amanda, who's Cameron Diaz and her boyfriend. And Iris is talking about unrequited love and how she's been in love with her coworker Jasper for three years. And he cheated on her. Question. Mm-hmm. Immediate question. I was trying the whole first like third of this movie to figure out Iris and Jasper's exact relationship dynamic. Do we know, like, did they date for years and he cheated? Because like the vibe that all of their coworkers, or at least her friends were giving off were like, you've been in love with him. Not necessarily that they were together. And then, but that he cheated on her, which means they definitely were together. Yeah, it's a little confusing because then I also think they reference him as her ex at one point. Yeah. So, mm, good question. I don't know. Yeah. I assume that they, like, maybe she was in love with him for a long time and then they dated for, like, a few months and she was just way more invested because she had had feelings for so long and it wasn't serious to him. Or, like, he liked the attention. That's, like, kind of the vibe I get. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Oh. And this next scene made me so sad because they're at their newspaper or workplace's holiday party and Iris is going to turn in her draft quickly before the deadline and Jasper comes in the doorway and they're talking and Jasper says, oh, I have a gift for you. And she goes, oh my gosh, I do too. And she pulls out this like wrapped adorable gift with a bow and you can tell his face just goes like panic. Like he definitely never had one. He was just saying it, I think, to like... I don't know, fuck with her, like be nice or like formalities. And then, yeah, she gives it to him and it's this like very special first edition book and he's so excited about it and it just like breaks my heart to watch it. Yeah. And like the worst part is he's like, oh, I misplaced mine to you, but you would look hot in it. I'm like, ew. I know. (laughs) She got him like this really thoughtful gift from this place that they had visited before. And it's just like, I don't. I don't understand you. Yeah. I don't understand why she loves him so much. He's just like a dick. I know. He sucks. And then they go back to the holiday office party. The boss gets up and announces Jasper is engaged to another coworker, Sarah or Samantha or something. This like uh, <laughs> in rage, <laughs> just rage. <laughs> but this is OK. This is the girl that he cheated with. Right. We do find that out much later, don't we? I think so. Yeah. I think so. Okay. Because at the time I was like trying to piece it together. I was like, oh my God, is this this girl? Is this guy just like a player and he's with somebody else? Like so confused. But it just made me sad for her. You just like see her heartbreak and her eyes like well up and he makes eye contact with her and it just sucks. I'm like literally 30 seconds ago you were in her office saying you got her something that's like that's going to look hot. Ew. Gross. Gross. And you're already engaged. Yeah. Hate it. And she's just devastated. It's so sad. Mm-hmm. 
So then we switch over to Amanda, Cameron Diaz. We find out that she's a movie trailer producer that lives in L.A. Her house is bomb. I love her house. <laughs> and she's like in this fit of rage, just like running around the house fighting with her boyfriend because she thinks that he slept with his secretary or his receptionist. And we find out a lot about Amanda in this scene. One of the things we find out is that she can't cry anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she tries. And that she also has these esophageal spasms. Yeah. Which was like stressful to watch and never came back in the way that I thought that it would. (laughs) I was going to say that. I was like, it literally never came back again. Like a couple times she like rubbed her chest and that was it. Yeah. I think we were supposed to get out of this and this is like jumping to the end. But I think the point is that this was supposed to be like her repressed emotions Mm. because whenever she would get really emotional, she would like rub her chest and that would be happening. And then at the very end, she we see her, like, rub her chest. This is, like, total spoiler alert, but I guess we're about to talk about it anyway. She, like, rubs her chest again and starts crying for the first time. So my guess is that that was supposed to be, like, a metaphor. Oh. But it was weird. I, like, really thought we were going to end up back in the hospital or this was going to be, like, a big payoff and it just never happened. Oh, yeah. I didn't catch that at all, but I love that theory. Hmm. I was just thinking, like, oh, she she's overworked. Like... <laughs> She needs a vacation. Yeah, also could be that. So she eventually gets him to admit that he did cheat on her with the receptionist, which I just wanted to, like, kick him in the nuts because I'm like, she has been, like, hounding you for, like, an hour and you've been denying it. And then he (laughs) finally admitted it. And I was just like, what a dickhead. So she does break up with him. And there's this kind of whole thing about how he's like, you ruin every relationship you're ever in. You back away from everyone. We don't ever have sex anymore. All this stuff that becomes sort of the baggage that she carries throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. So I thought this was a good way to like get out everything that she's been dealing with in one scene. But in real Amanda fashion, she goes right back into work. We find out that she has like a movie trailer editing room in her house. And so her coworkers are there who are Catherine Hahn and John Krasinski. Whoa. Oh my gosh. I freaked out. I didn't know they were in this movie. I don't. Me either. Obviously, because I've never seen it, but like, uh, <laughs> I was so surprised. And then in the same scene, we see them editing a movie trailer, and the movie trailer stars Lindsay Lohan and James Franco. It was so random. It was so random, but so needed. Like, I, yeah. I loved everything about it. <laughs> yeah. And I didn't realize, like, duh, it's Lindsay Lohan because she did The Parent Trap mm-hmm. with Nancy Myers previously. And didn't Catherine Hahn too? Wait, wasn't Catherine Hahn in The Parent Trap or no? I don't think so. Who was, wasn't there um, uh, like the friend, like the... Chessie. Mm. You're thinking of Chessie. Yeah. She was very Catherine Hahn type, but no. Okay. Different okay. actor. Yeah, the scene, yeah, the scene was just hilarious. I was like, oh my God, everybody is in this. And then we don't really see them again, but it was a nice, <laughs> it was like a fun little cameo scene. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And this kind of leads Amanda to decide that she needs a vacation. She, like, is obviously jumped immediately the second she's gone through this breakup back into work. And is just like, wait, 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 I need to back up. And so we see her, like, Googling places to vacation, places to vacation solo. And she finds this home swap website and comes across Iris's listing of her house because it's in England and they speak English, which I feel that. And the two of them start messaging back and forth and agree to swap houses for two weeks starting the next day. Which is just wild. It's like, yeah, hop on a, like, 12-hour flight tomorrow. And I'm like, no, this was, we jumped right in here, (laughs) girls. Good for you guys. (laughs) Although something crazy that I read was that Iris's house, this, like, adorable English cottage, was only built for the movie. And so it's not a real house. That's crazy because it looks old. I know. Like, it looks lived in. And Cameron Diaz's house is a real house. I think it sold maybe a handful of years ago for, like, nine or ten million dollars. Woof. Actually exists. And this one was just made for the movie. Crazy. That is crazy. I guess they had to, like, probably do stuff to, like, make it look old and, like, do the garden around it and everything. Like, huh. Like, all the moss on the house. Like, props to the set design team for that one. Isn't that just, like, a lot more work than just, like, finding a house that would work? Yeah, I'm, it surprises me. Um, that maybe deserves a fact check. <laughs> if you're listening. <laughs> no, I, I heard it, too. I heard it, too. Okay. So I think I, you're right. Think that's right. Yeah. While boarding the plane, Iris gets a message from Jasper asking how he can reach her when she's in California. Which I'm like, just leave her alone. This You're man. engaged. No, Go yeah. Go away. It's giving narcissist. Like, just needs so much attention from her, even though he's engaged to somebody else. It's ridiculous. 
Yes, but I do understand the allure because he has beautiful curls. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Yeah. Anyway, she tells him that she needs to fall out of love with him and that he needs to let her try, which is iconic, but like came across a little bit cheesy to me when I watched it. I don't know how you felt about it for the first time. Yes, I thought she was going to delete it. Like while she started writing, like, we both know I'm in love with you. I was like, no, girl, no, girl. No, 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 no. Don't tell him that. Yeah, but it was also (laughs) an iconic line. I really liked the I need to try to fall out of love and you need to let me try or something. I thought that was just broke my heart for her. Mm hmm. And then meanwhile, Amanda is also on her way to England and she's in first class and she's all comfy. And she has this like weird movie trailer narration that goes on about her life in her head. And this persists throughout the whole movie. (laughs) (laughs) This is the weirdest part of the whole movie to me by far. It doesn't quite fit, even though like I know she's a movie trailer girl. Mm -hmm. I don't get the narration. I don't think we needed it. but No. Or like I could have... Maybe use it in her voice, like her own voice, like telling her, like, you know, the thoughts that keep you up. Because that was definitely the point. She's trying to fall asleep on the plane. Mm-hmm. It was giving Jane the Virgin. Have you ever seen that show? Oh, yeah, I have. Mm-hmm. Okay. How the narrator just like comes in strong in the middle of scenes. It was giving that. It was it was a lot. <laughs> so Amanda, we see her adjusting and obviously having a hard time going from her like extremely nice house in L.A. to Iris's English village. She has to walk and drag her luggage through the snow down a very long, windy road to get to the cabin in the first place. And she's wearing heels. And then even just walking around the cabin, you see her like bump her head into things and just like not be accustomed to the cottage like lifestyle. (laughs) And she tries to drive on the wrong side of the road and is very stressed out. Terrifying. Terrifying. I can't imagine. After her harrowing experience driving on the left side of the road, she gets wine from the store and she starts drinking wine in bed. And I don't know why, but that is like such an iconic moment. Like I see that picture everywhere all the time. Mm -hmm. In her cute little outfit. Cashmere sweaters. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So cute. And then she's drinking and scream singing to Mr. Brightside, (laughs) (laughs) which is very 2006. Yeah, I loved this part. And I guess like she's doing like everything that you would do if you got to a place by yourself near Christmas. Yeah. And you're trying to like make the most of it. But like she's not having a good time. It's kind mm-hmm. of like she exhausts all of the fun things in that six hours or whatever. And we see her just kind of be like, what did I do? <laughs> like, should I have <laughs> even come? This is not really what I imagined. I'm having way less fun than I thought. You know, the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Iris, meanwhile, is having the opposite experience, is loving Amanda's big house, obviously. She goes through a whole movie collection, and we see her also, like, kind of hilariously try to figure out how to open the gate when Jack Black comes over. <laughs> we find out Jack Black worked, aka Miles, I should say, worked with Cameron Diaz's ex, and he came by to pick up some of the things, some of his things. And they have this like adorable meet cute moment where Kate Winslet comes out of the house and Jack Black is coming out of the car and they kind of like meet and she has something in her eye like there's it's really windy. And so Kate Winslet gets something in her eyelash and Jack Black is like, oh, my gosh, do you want me to get that for you? And it's just like everything stands still. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And he's like pulling this thing out of her eyelash. It's actually very cute. Kate Winslet says that Cameron Diaz needs to just like, okay him picking up all this stuff and ask if he could come back tomorrow. And he said, yes, of course. Yes. And I never like noticed this part before, but he says that the wind is the Santa Ana winds. And he's like, legend has it when the Santa Anas blow, anything can happen. And as someone who spent a lot of her life in Southern California, I am very familiar with Santa Ana winds, but I've never heard this before. I don't know if this is like well known or like maybe every Californian knows this, but I did not. Huh. I like it though. It's cute. It's super cute. Anything can happen. And she's kind of like, yeah, anything can happen. Yeah, she's feeling very hopeful. Mm-hmm. So we go back to Amanda, and this is when everything gets very interesting, obviously. So she makes the decision that she's going to go home the next day. She's having a bad time. She made a mistake. She's going to go home. However, Iris's brother, Graham, comes knocking at the door drunk, thinking it's his sister's house that he's coming over to, which it is, but his sister isn't home. And he tells Cameron Diaz that he normally spends a night at his sister's place if he goes out and drinks. So he asks to do the same and just kind of like apologizes because he didn't know that it would be her. In this moment, I thought this was Jasper. (laughs) 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 
Because I was like, oh my god, I didn't think the guy before was Jude Law, but maybe he is. And I think they have the same eye color and they both have the curly hair and they're like a similar height. And so for this entire scene, for a couple of scenes, I was like, there's no way. Because this this movie has to have a happy ending and like Cameron Diaz would not be with the dickhead. (laughs) So this this has to be a different person and it must not have been Jude Law before. They look so much alike to me. So this was just like a... I was trying to do the mental gymnastics while the scene was happening. <laughs> that would be so confusing. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, probably just me. I was just like, why are you letting this strange man stay in the house with you? Mm-hmm. Like, you don't know anybody. He could murder you. No one would know because they don't even know you're here. You know what I mean? Totally. Yeah. Stranger danger. But, but he's, he's hot, very so cute. She's like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But this is cute. They end up like talking for a while and they drink together. I think she asks if he wants water and he says like, do you want whiskey or something? And she agrees. And they just like sit and drink and talk. And then they unexpectedly kiss. Yes, I remember this. I think like, is this the scene where they kiss and then she says, do you want to try that again? Mm hmm. Yeah, I thought that was cute. Yeah. And then because she doesn't expect to see this man ever again, she's already decided that she's like leaving the next morning. Uh huh. She suggests that they have sex because she's like, why not? And I think she has this chip on her shoulder from her ex-boyfriend and him being like, we don't have sex anymore. And he slept with his receptionist, presumably partially because of that. Mm -hmm. And so I think she's like, I need to like conquer this mountain of like, I haven't had sex in a long time and I need to know that I'm okay at this and that like, I'm going to be okay. Yeah, because he said she was bad at it or something. Like he was, he was rude. Yeah, rude. Her ex, not Jude Law. He's perfect in this. And then the next morning, they're in the kitchen, and they're it's just cute. And Graham, Jude Law's character, gets a phone call from someone named Sophie. And he says, oh, I'll call her back. I'm so curious what you thought about this whole thing and, like, what you thought of his character. Rewatching it, I kind of forgot everything, and I was kind of like, ugh, he's, like, very two-timey. And he just, like, tells her that things in his life are complicated and she's better off without him, which I was like, this is, like, really dramatic right now. I don't know. <laughs> Mm -hmm. I don't know why. He's like, I tend to hurt women by being myself. Drama king. I don't know. I didn't like it. (laughs) What did you think? Okay. At this point, I was still trying to figure out if this was Jasper. (laughs) (laughs) And so then the fact that another woman was calling him, who I thought had the same name as the person Jasper got engaged to. (laughs) I was like, oh, Oh, because it was like Sarah or Samantha or something. It was something with an S. Yes. And so I was like, oh, they're setting it up. To make us think that Jude Law is with somebody else. So I was like, maybe it is the same guy. <laughs> so that's where my head was. Oh my god! My head never, ever once went to where the story was actually going, which was fun because then it was a nice surprise later. Yeah, I love that. And then this was cute. He mentions to her that he's going to a pub to have dinner with friends that night. And then if her flight is canceled or if she decides not to go, that she should meet him and his friends there later. And I just thought that was really sweet. I liked that. You could tell that he was, like, really into her and, like, wanted things to continue, even though he knew that she was leaving. Mm-hmm. I like the open invitation. It's cute. Yeah. Amanda gets all the way to the airport, and she gets another movie trailer <laughs> narration about her falling in love. And that is a realization for her. Mm-hmm. And we'll find out why in a second. So then with Iris in L.A., she gets a call from Jasper, who says that he needs her help on his book. And she agrees and says that he can send her his pages. Ugh. And I just was like, Ugh. again, it just makes me sad for her. Because I'm like, she explicitly said, don't reach out to me. And then he calls her and is like, I need your help. He says something that's like, only you can help me with this or something to like make her feel important. And like, she has to do it. Ugh, just the ick. Which is just like, so not true. Yeah, it's just manipulative. You just need someone to like, help you write something. It could be anybody at your work. And she's on vacation and she explicitly said, Ugh, it, you know what it is? He just doesn't want her to fall out of love with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's I think he just is. likes the attention. I think he likes having somebody that's like obsessed with him. Mm-hmm. Just gross. So then we cut back to Graham who arrives at the pub and sees Amanda. She has not taken her flight. This was very cute. I love this. Yeah, he like shows up to his friends and then a bunch of people move out of the way, of course. And then you just see little Amanda over there at a table by herself. She like picks up her glass. It was so cute. Mm-hmm. And then back in LA, Iris meets Arthur. Oh my gosh. Her new neighbor. He's so cute. Who, I love this storyline. I'm, I'm like sad that we don't get more Jack Black until later, but like 
to lose that for the storyline is okay for me. And so I think she meets him in the middle of the road. I think she's driving and she sees Arthur and can tell he's confused and says, oh, I think I know where you live. I'm happy to take you home and brings him back, helps him get in with the key and everything. Just being like a kind person. And when she's in his house, she sees an Oscar in his office and just like stacks of books, stacks of scripts. And she finds out that he's an Oscar winning screenwriter and then invites him to go to dinner with her because she doesn't know anybody. And this is like her first friend really that she's made other than like the quick interaction with Jack Black. Mm-hmm. I love this whole storyline. Like, if the whole movie was just this, I'd be okay with it. Me too. I'd love it. Yeah. And over dinner, Iris tells Arthur about her troubles with Jasper. And this is, like, the cutest thing ever. He gives her a long list of movies that have strong female characters in it so that she can become the leading lady of her own life. Yeah. Yeah, he tells her that she's a leading lady, but she's acting like the best friend. Uh Which, like, I feel like that has kind of made its way on the internet lately. Like, Mm. well, this is, like, old news now, but being the main character in your life. Totally, yes. It's the exact same sentiment, just much earlier. Mm -hmm. Okay, so then the next morning, we see Graham in Amanda's kitchen, and Amanda, like, stumbles down the stairs and asks if they had sex, because you can... You just, like, get the vibe that she is super hungover and that she was super drunk the night before and doesn't totally remember everything that happened, and he assures her that they didn't. Because he doesn't sleep with unconscious people, which I feel like the Oof. bar is just like in hell for him to like have to say that. And then she's obviously just like embarrassed and just like having a hard time, obviously, with the whole thing. And then he gets a phone call from somebody named Olivia and takes it. So this is the second time that they've been together. And in the morning, he gets a call from somebody. So you can tell it's just like kind of bugging her in the back of her mind. Mm-hmm. But she also knows that she doesn't have like any foundation to be like upset because she's telling him that she doesn't want anything serious, you know? Totally. Then Amanda and Graham go out to lunch to get to know each other. And at first it's like this interrogation almost, like it's very awkward forced to get to know each other. But then they kind of open up and she tells him that She and her parents were the three musketeers and that they separated unexpectedly when she was 15. And that was the last time she cried. And then like all the barriers are down. They have a great time after that. Mm -hmm. I think she said it was maybe the first time that she's thought about that or talked about it in a really long time. So it was just it was just cute. I thought it was a really good moment. You can tell like he's different to her for some reason, even though she's trying to like make it sound like he's not. And she like very much still... Not has her walls up, but she keeps saying, like, it's going to be too complicated. It's going to be too complicated. I don't want anything serious because she's leaving in nine days. Mm -hmm. So then back in California, Miles, Jack Black, shows up again while Iris is having a Hanukkah party with Arthur and his friends, which I thought was so funny and not what I was expecting to come out of her mouth at all. She was like, come on in. I'm having a Hanukkah party. Yeah, so sweet. Yeah. And Miles ends up staying and hangs out and has fun at the party. And then as he's leaving, he kisses her on the cheek twice and then apologizes for it in, like, very funny Jack Black fashion. Yeah, and, like, you can tell he's not, like, he has a girlfriend. He's not, like, trying to be weird with her, but it's that, you know, nice peck on the cheek. But then, like, he just awkwardly (laughs) does it twice. Yeah. And I think we've we've all been in a situation like that where we're like, oh, God, I just made this awkward. Sorry. (laughs) Yeah. And then Amanda is in the bath and her movie trailer narrator comes on again and says that she pushes every guy away. And so she decides to surprise Graham at his house with an apology. And when she gets there, she kind of hears some commotion in the background and she's like, oh, you have company. I'm so sorry. Then she finds out that he has two young daughters, Sophie and Olivia. And he's a widower. Yeah, I love this scene. Everything about this relationship from here on out, I was like so bought in because I just like loved the girls and they were so cute. And like, I just also thought it was funny because she's like coming in and taking her card off and she's like, quick, tell me if you have a wife. (laughs) 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 And he, you know, like you said, says that he's widowed and I don't know. I just loved it. It was just like very wholesome. Yeah. Was it a surprise to you? Huge surprise. Huge surprise. When she showed up, It was giving The Other Woman. Have you seen that movie? No, but I can imagine that it's about The Other Woman. Yes, it's really (laughs) funny. It has um, Leslie Mann, Kate Moss, I think. No, one of the Kates, the youngest Kate, and Cameron Diaz. And she shows up like this and the wife opens the door. Yikes. Spoiler alert. Sorry. That's kind of like what I was expecting. I was like, oh my God, this is like Cameron Diaz's type. She's like going to show up and it's going to be a wife for (laughs) sure because of like the phone calls and everything. I had no idea that it was going to be that he had little daughters. No idea. 
Yeah, I loved it. The scenes were so cute. Mm -hmm. And then when Amanda finds out that they call themselves the Three Musketeers, that's when it's like over for her. I know. She's bought in fully. Mm -hmm. But she does confront him. She's like, I'm just trying to figure out like why you kept your daughters a secret from me. And he tells her that compartmentalizing his life helped him deal with being a single father and he doesn't want to bring a woman into the girl's lives unless the relationship has a future which i totally understand and as someone who was raised by a single mom she did the same thing like she wouldn't bring a man around the house until she knew for sure Mm -hmm. you know yeah this made me feel for him because at first i was like curious just like camera diaz like when we were on our date and i was telling you all about all of my you know emotional history why wouldn't you have brought it up then it's such a big part of your life obviously but then yeah hearing him talk about it i was like of course he didn't because she was leaving in a week and he didn't expect Mm -hmm. her to show up at his house so yeah yeah i totally get it and so back in la we find out that i think it is the wga the writers guild wants to do a tribute to Arthur's screenwriting contributions and his life. And Arthur says he doesn't want to get up in front of everyone with his walker and also makes a comment about how there's only going to be five people in the audience. And you can tell he just kind of thinks it's going to be embarrassing and he doesn't want to go there. But Iris persuades him and says, just do it. I will exercise with you so that you can walk without your walker at the event. Which I thought was very sweet, but also, like, is that how that works? Like, can you just do some <laughs> exercises and not need your walker anymore? That felt oversimplified, but whatever. It was it was cute. It was, like, a good bonding moment for them. Yeah, I'm just going to pretend that, like, she already knows that the reason why he needs a walker is not because of some other underlying cause. It's just because he's not very mobile. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we'll just pretend that okay. that's the case. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I love the next scene. This is like the phone call attack scene where Graham calls Iris, or maybe Iris calls Graham, I don't know, but they're siblings, which I was not sure that they were siblings until this moment. Oh, yes, because you thought this was Jasper. Yes. Well, I I was over the Jasper thing. I like knew that that was not true. <laughs> so I was like, okay, this is a new person. But I don't know if they said it earlier. I think they probably did, and I missed it, that they were siblings. But that was like, I was like, how is this going to end where this is happy for everybody? This must be, this must be her brother because then, you know, everybody will be connected. And so, yeah, so we see Graham and Iris catching up on the phone. And then Amanda also calls Iris and Iris clicks over to Amanda and they're like catching up. But both Graham and Amanda are asking Iris about the other person. It's like, how is he? What What is he doing? Or like, <laughs> how does she sound? Does she sound okay? And so Iris, it clicks with Iris. And she goes to scream at her brother and say, I can't believe you had sex with this woman, with the woman staying in my house, whatever. She's like screaming. And it's actually Amanda Cameron Diaz on the phone because she didn't click over appropriately. And that happens twice, (laughs) which I thought was so funny. It was so cute. I think this trope is in like a lot of 2000s movies. Like I think we've definitely talked about. Oh, in Mean Girls. Yeah, Yeah. we talked about this. And I love how they did it in this movie. It's so cute and funny. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was dying laughing. And then Miles calls to ask if Iris wants company on Christmas Eve because his girlfriend is out of town filming a movie. So she says, okay. And they go to this video store looking for one of the movies on Arthur's list. And Miles knows and sings all of the movie scores, which is like (laughs) only Jack Black could do this, you know? A hundred percent. It's so cute. Also, I love Blockbuster. I miss it so much. I don't know if that was like a big thing for you. Yes. We used to go like every Friday. There was one right down the street from our house and we would get to pick out a movie for the weekend and it was like this big thing and I miss it. I mean, I don't because I love getting to like stream whatever I want, but like the ritual of that, it just like felt so much more special. Yeah. And there's like no magic anymore in like going to rent a movie. I think you can still like go to Redbox or whatever and get a movie. But when you have everything, it's like, why would I do that? Right. But like, it's almost like there's too many choices now. Like, I don't want to watch a movie with people because I don't want to have to pick something. You know what I mean? I know. Oh, yeah. Even Brian and I will spend like an hour just scrolling, trying to find something that we both agree on. And it's just like (laughs) exhausting. And you're like, cool, we could have been finished with the movie by now. I know. So there's this cameo in this scene where Dustin Hoffman is there. Jack Black is like singing something from a movie that Dustin Hoffman was in. And then Dustin Hoffman is like, can't catch a break anywhere or something like that. (laughs) And that's it. That's all there is. But apparently this wasn't even planned. He was just at lunch or something near the blockbuster that they were filming at. He came over to see what they were doing because he saw that they were filming something. And he's Dustin Hoffman, so he's like, oh, I'll go check it out. Yeah, he's friends with Nancy Myers, so they just wrote him into the movie. That's cool. 
That's actually fun. I know. How fun for him, especially. So many cameos. I know. So many people just like popped into this movie. I also read that in this scene, they had to remove all the Jack Black and Cameron Diaz movies from the blockbuster so that they wouldn't like be in the background of one of the shots, which I thought was funny. That's so funny. Yeah. Because it would be distracting to be like, oh, look, there's School of Rock, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Although I think it'd be cute if he started like singing the score of School of Rock. It would have been like a really funny gag, but they would have had to change the cover or something. Yeah. And then while they're at the store, something devastating happens. Miles sees his girlfriend, Maggie, who's supposed to be out of town with another man. Miles and Iris go home together and kind of lament about their love lives. And Iris tells him about her troubles with Jasper. Yeah, it's really sad. And like, it's nice, though, that they have each other because I feel like they can both relate to a similar situation, obviously. But it just made me sad because Jack Black's character in this, Miles, is just like so wholesome and like kind. It just sucks. He said he sent her Christmas gift to New Mexico or wherever she was filming. Yeah. And then it was on its way there. And she's in California. Yeah. He said he like stood in line at UPS or something to make sure it got there on time. And they talked on the phone that morning and she said it was snowing. So he was like, she must have Googled the weather because she was lying. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It just sucks. So sad. Oh, but then they go home. Okay. So they go home and they're kind of comforting each other. And then Miles gets on the piano and he's coming up with a song because he's a composer for Arthur's presentation on stage, like give him the confidence to walk out, out on stage at the gala. And then he also wrote one that was Iris, if she was a melody, which I just died. I, I thought that. that was so cute. So cute. His character is just so unique. Like, I, I love that he did this. Yeah. Agreed. And then meanwhile, back in England, Graham and Amanda discuss how they'll possibly make long distance happen. And Graham tells Amanda that he's in love with her. And he gives like this long, really heartfelt speech about how he loves her. And she just like doesn't know what to say. She just can't return the thing. And he's like, oh, I'm such an idiot. Sorry. I know you told me that you weren't going to fall in love with me. And I literally just spilled my heart out to you. Oh, it made me so sad. I just wanted her to say it back. And yeah, it was just so awkward. I hated it. Then Iris and Miles go out for Christmas Eve dinner to bring each other's spirits up. And while they're at dinner, Miles' ex Maggie calls and says that she misses him. So he goes to her, which I hate. Like, it's so sad, but you can tell like he wants to be sweet and like finish the dinner with Iris. Mm -hmm. But he's obviously distracted. Mm -hmm. And she's like, you can go. It's okay. You know, but she's kind of heartbroken too that he's leaving. I know. Yeah, it's sad. And actually, now that we're talking about this, I feel like this is like allowing her to see her and Jasper from the outside for the first time. because She's like watching Miles get treated so poorly and then run right back to her to like what she thinks is to like go fix things. Mm. But yeah, it just made me sad. She's she just gives him an out and he goes and then he says that he's going to try to make it later to Arthur's presentation event. And then when Iris goes home, Jasper shows up, which is just wild. Jump scare. Yeah, jump scare for sure. He must know her address because he sent her the pages like he FedExed them. Right. Because I was trying to figure out, like, how did you find her? This is creepy. Yeah. He calls her and he's like, I have a gift for you. And then he's like, go to your front door. And she opens it and it's him. He tells her that he doesn't want to lose her. And she's kind of like falling into his tricks again you can tell she's hopeful yeah like you can tell she's just like huh if he flew all the way here on christmas eve and says that he doesn't want to lose me it must mean that he's not engaged anymore and therefore wants to be with me and came to his senses you can tell she's like really fighting with herself on whether or not to like buy what he's telling her and eventually i think she asks point blank like but are you still engaged and he or maybe she asks if they've broken up and he says not mm-hmm. exactly or something and she's like no i'm not doing this again i'm you need to get out iconic it's iconic and she is like channeling all of the women from the movies that arthur has had her watch mm-hmm. and she tells him off and she kicks him out it's great it's great. It's like the best moment where you're just like, yes. And meanwhile, we see Maggie begging Miles to take her back. And I never noticed this, but the good people of TikTok have been posting about it a lot lately. You can see him like he kind of is just like staring off into the distance while she's talking to him. And his fingers on the couch are playing a melody. It's like he's playing music to like cope with what's happening. Oh, I didn't notice that at all. 
But that's such a good, like, small, like, little character touch. I, I bet Jack Black just did that. I love that. I hope so. So then we get to Arthur's gala, which ugh, I love this scene. So Kate Winslet, like, holds his arm and helps him walk without the walker. And they go into the event and it's packed. There's so many people there. It's a standing ovation. You can tell he's just overwhelmed. And so is Kate, aka Iris. It's just like overwhelming. There's so much emotion. She helps him walk down to the stage. And then he walks up the stairs by himself and gives his little speech. And Jack Black runs in and stands next to Iris. And they have this sort of like sweet little side conversation. And I think it's here that he tells her that everything with Maggie is over. Yeah, and he's like, if I come to England on New Year's Eve, will you go out with me? (laughs) Which is so cute. Mm -hmm. And she agrees and kisses him. Yeah. I just loved it. Also, in this scene, am I correct in thinking that Miles had to be there physically to play the melody for Mm, Arthur? Probably. I didn't even think about that. I don't know why he didn't just put it on a CD. But for some reason, I was thinking, oh, he didn't show up. And then the music plays and then Kate Winslet's character is like, oh, he showed up. And then he comes Mm. running out right after the melody. I don't know. Yeah, no, I think that's right. I did not put that together. I assume that he was like running in a couple minutes late, but I think you're probably right. I think he was probably there. So then we go back to England and we see the like very sad goodbye between Graham and Amanda. And Amanda gets in the car to go to the airport and she does the whole thing where she's like clutching her chest. So I was like, okay, they're going to go to the hospital. Like there's going to be some big payoff. But then she just starts crying, and it's the first time she's cried since she was a teenager. And she tells the car to stop, and she runs back to the cottage in her heels. This is when Brian came in and just started to ruin the ending. (laughs) Oh, no. Because he was like, how could she could not be running in heels in the ice like that? Which, fair point, fair point. I also noticed it. (laughs) That's what makes it so iconic, though. That's what makes it so cool. And it's such a long scene. There's that part where she stops running and she like catches her breath and then she (laughs) goes again. (laughs) And it's just so funny. I know. Apparently it took them a week to film this part and they had Cameron Diaz running through 10 different fields in high heels. They only used like a couple takes from all of that. But she said that she was running like seven miles a day to get these shots. That is so long. In heels. <sighs> she said she was like so fit. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm sure. I would have been eating shit. I cannot imagine, especially in the snow. No, I struggle in my sneakers walking around Denver when it's snowy. Oh, I know. I have to have my snow boots. Yeah. Ugh. I read that when they got there to film, actually, there was no snow on the ground in the town. And so they were getting ready to bring in like the snow machines that they use in a lot of movies. And then I think it was like the day before they started filming, it snowed a bunch. And so there was actual real snow for the whole time they were filming. That's so magical. Yeah. I love that. It's just so cozy. Like everything about this movie is cozy. I love it. So cozy. So she runs all the way back to the cottage and she finds Graham there crying. (laughs) So he was just as upset as her and they embrace and then they make plans to spend new year's eve together with his daughters and she says she'll stay at least until then and then we end on like the best scene of the whole movie it's new year's eve iris amanda miles graham and the two daughters sophie and olivia are all celebrating together and it's so cute i love it it's so cute i actually found out this was the first scene they filmed which is interesting wow i know because they already seem like they have all of the i don't know chemistry built up totally so it's just like kind of a crazy fun fact But I loved the scene. I loved seeing everybody together. I loved that it was just like so hopeful. I will say I do wish that we got a like fast forward. Like I want to know that everybody ended up together. Like I specifically Cameron Diaz and Jude Law. Like did she move there? I want to know. Yeah. What do you think? I think that Jack Black moved to England. But I don't know if Cameron Diaz would move to England too. I don't know either because she's such a like career person. But, like, he has the daughters, so, like, he can't really move. Yeah, you're not going to uproot them. Right. Yeah, it just made me sad because I I kept, like, wanting the verbal commitment from her. I'm like, say that you're going to move. When she was, like, running back, I was like, this is it. And then she's like, I can stay till New Year's. I'm like, that is, like, five days, okay? I was expecting her to be like, I'll never leave. Yeah, we keep, like, moving it just, like, a little bit. (laughs) Oh, I know. She's going to be there until March. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Ugh. But I loved this movie. It was such a good watch. It made me feel so festive. I'm going to watch it every year. I might watch it again this year. I think we should do like a girls movie night with it. I think that would be so fun. Yes, I would love that. I need a redo without Robert. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you deserve that. 
without the critics. We often refer to the men as our critics. Not our critics, but our as an ownership of the critics. <laughs> yeah, they are the critics. Mm-hmm. And we go to them when we want their ruthless, brutal opinions on something. Yes, correct. Specifically movies. Specifically movies that are geared towards women. Although both <laughs> of them, did, did Brian see Barbie? Yes, loved it. And Brian actually likes most rom-coms. He, we will watch most of them and he actually really highly enjoys them. But like if I'm looking for a critical take or like what a movie could have done better, regardless of genre, he's, he has one. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And Robert and Brian both loved No Hard Feelings. They loved the Barbie movie. Like, it's just the cheesy rom-com. I get it. The mm-hmm. 2000s rom-com is like a nostalgic thing that's always going to mean something different to us, I think. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> well, I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode. Yeah. Thank you for listening. Got me in the spirit. Me too. I hope you guys are enjoying this kind of holiday movie series. We have more coming. Yes. I'm so excited for next week's. Stay tuned. And we'll see you then. Bye. Bye.